For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. man show friend of the show doing big things on the shore it's my man jason craft and took those guys to a tournament i'll post this in game for the first time in seven years at the at the shore doing big things my man what's good brother boss man in the house what's going on umes hawks here uh, I, my backdrop is different I'm, I'm on the road recruiting right now so you got the you got the uh the hotel <laughs> backdrop we got the american flag we got some <laughs> Some buildings that we're not used to seeing at the Eastern Shore. <laughs> I hear that. Hey, it's all good. Hey, that means you grinding and working. Like your team grinded and worked all year long. So, bro, we, yeah. talked, about it, we talked about it last time, bro. They had you ranked dead freaking last in the, in the country for its rankings. And look what you did. 11 wins. Your team defending like crazy. All year long, hustled, scrapped, showed that toughness. I know you have been from New York, working in Philadelphia. I saw you. I saw your personality in your team, brother. And I'm happy for you, man, because you've been through hell and back, and you <laughs> persevered. And your boy still played for you, man, this year. Yeah, you know, we had a tough uh, year, and I thought that the guys, you know, regardless of the fact that we were ranked dead last in Sports Illustrated, I think we really um, that not playing last year. Just the the the, the hurt, the pain from not being able to, to to participate and watching others do it, I think it carried over and it added to our edge. So am I from New York? And I'm in, I'm in New York right now trying to recruit some New York guys. Um, and and uh, we love guys from, from the Northeast and, and the inner cities and, and from tough backgrounds that can bring some blue-collar toughness to our program. We've got some guys from Baltimore, from uh, Cali. You know, we got, we got guys from all over, and they all come from places where – um, we look for blue-collar toughness. And I think you saw that in our basketball team. They really embraced it to be top 10 in the country in three different statistical categories, steals per game, steals percentage, and turnover force. Uh, that was a testament to how hard they played, and they bought into that. So we got to just take the things that we did on a positive level this year and try to capitalize off it and build off it as a foundation as we move forward. I have for you to go spring practice this year, knowing you got guys there, man, that can ball for you and, and, and getting them to work out some more, get them better play development wise. I know play development is part of your background. So getting those guys better, getting showing them how to improve their games over, over this summer here so, so you can be even better next year defensively. And using the example of St. Peter's, like look, same summer situation you're in, kind of sort yeah, yeah. of with resources, how school is, they can do it. Why can't the shore do it? 
Yeah, you know, I think you look at those situations and shout out to Shaheen Holloway, shout out to St. Peter's and what they did. Um, we do a lot of similar things on both sides of the ball. You know, I thought that their team executed at a higher level. Um, what we got to do with our team is we got to carry over that same defensive intensity that we had. It had us one of the best in the country. And we've got to get more consistency with our offensive execution. I think my first year, we struggled to make shots. I think this year, we struggled with consistency in terms of just like that unified daily buy-in of executing our offense. If we do that with consistency like we did on the defensive end, you know, we there's, it's arguable that we could have been doing uh, some of the things St. Peter's were doing, you know, when you saw um, some of our games, you saw us against UConn, you saw us, you know, later in the conference season, you, you know, with some big blowout wins over North Carolina Central and Coppin State, you know, Central being one of the premier programs in the league and Coppin State going on and playing in the conference championship game against a good Norfolk State team and unfortunately um, not being able to pull off the upset or, or actually fortunately for Norfolk, they were able to pull off and, and be the uh, the team that won it and represented our league. But so, yeah, for us in the spring, it's going to be about, you know, getting back to work, uh, working on some skill development, working on moving the basketball, tightening up our offensive execution and then carrying that over to the spring while we're recruiting ad players. Boss man, we're going to lose a good amount of guys too to graduation and things like that. So we'll have some core guys back. We're also out recruiting to bring in some new talent. No doubt, man. And that portal thing can help you out a lot because like, look, guys see that you got some brewing over there. I mean, coaches and fraternities told me you, you got those things over there. You even miss. Yeah, that's my guy. I'm going to tweet, tweet out my guy one way for sure. That's my dude. So guys in the profession see what you're doing, brother. They they, they tell me about it off, offline. Like, yeah, your man, those things over there. Yeah, he is. He's building something over there. Some brewing over, on, on the shore over there, man. So I think, bro, the portal going to see guys well, well, they're in the MEAC conference. This conference got better in the MEAC top to bottom over there. So why would I play for this guy who's that NBA background could help me play professionally, whether it be in the, in the G League or the NBA or overseas as well. We're just our defensive style of play, showing them how to actually defend. If you can defend, you can play for a long time. You can make shots yeah, as no well. It helps too. Yeah. So way, the way you coach and play, it'll help guys want to play beyond college basketball, in my opinion. Definitely, definitely. I think right now, you know, when you look at the portal, we and I tell my staff this all the time, and I think, you know, sometimes people get caught up in the portal. I just get caught up in the right player that's the right fit for us. You know, wherever that comes from, we'll take it, whether it's the portal, whether it's the JUCO realm, the high school, the prep school, um, whatever situation it is, we'll take it. You know, I think some of the things we did this year um, gives puts us more in a national light where, you know, kids might feel like, okay, it's not such a disaster zone anymore. And they built it into a way now, can we take the next step? But as you know, boss, man, the next step's the hardest step. I've been part of these rebuilds, you know, and, you know, going from worse to getting competitive is the first step, but going from being competitive to being a champion, well, that's going to be a harder step. And, and one of our spring meetings is going to be about we've got to work harder than we've ever worked before. You know, we've worked hard already, but we got to take it to another gear, another level, new commitment of buy-in because next year's a new year. And regardless of the carryover that we have and the experience that we have of some guys, core guys coming back, it's still a new season. Jay Wright always taught me that. Every year is a brand new year. So don't have any expectations based off of what you did in the past because that's now done. But yeah, we're excited to get involved with some quality recruits, continue to raise the profile of the talent that we bring into Eastern Shore and do some special things here. Eastern Shore is no, 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 no longer a, a, a bye week anymore or a bye game. Like, hey, <laughs> hey wait, that, that's a win. That's a win. That's a win. Nah, you all compete like hell. And I, even looking at, you, at the scores of your game, Jason, like the defense kept you in a lot of games. Had yeah, you made yeah. some shots, you could have won those games. So just looking at the scores, and there's not doing too many crazy, crazy blowouts. You are competitive every night. 
you know, just the fact that, yeah. hey, excuse me, offense, making some shots. But like I said, I love, I love the fact that you was in every game. You had a chance to win. Well, like, we did not like you, you kind of resigned to it. Okay, one big run, we're done. No, we st we're still in this thing. So, if I make some shots, make some plays, we'll be, we'll be good to go. Yeah, there's two games this entire season for the most part. I think our guys would attest to this where it was like, you know, we, we, we didn't take care of business. You know, at Morgan State, you know, it was a crazy day. It was a lot of game, game time changes and a lot of things that happened on the fly. Um, they tried to distract us. And unfortunately, I thought we gave into that. And that was something that we were disappointed about. You know, we've been a team that's, that's for the most part, all season was consistent with being ready to play. And, and Morgan, they, they, they dropped the hammer on us and, and blew us out that night. And, and our guys responded from that with a big win on senior night to, against Dell State. And, um, and we had a nice showing in the MEAC tournament defensively, but we struggled offensively. And I think that getting that MEAC tournament experience for guys that hadn't played in the in the scope center was was important. You know, we didn't we didn't have that. We had one guy that played in the scope, you know, and uh, having not played last year, so um, we want to take that experience and then carry it over. And, and the, the experience of playing the basketball classic versus a good team in Coastal Carolina that made the Final Four in the basketball classic. You know, it's only going to help us for the future. We want to be playing in postseason. You know, we did it in the basketball classic this year. Moving forward, we want to be in the premier postseasons. We want to be in the NIT. We want to progress and be in the NCAA tournament. And that's going to come from continuing to just get better in every facet. We got to keep getting better as a coaching staff. We got to keep getting better with our talent, player development, our recruiting, um, our defensive stuff. We were top 10. Let's be number one. You know, our offensive execution, way too many turnovers. So we got to get better with our decision making. Our guys here getting better with that and us bringing in better decision makers and a part of our recruiting class. No doubt. And Jason, like the whole conference got better, man. I was disappointed that they gave Rob and him a 16 seed. Like I, <laughs> they should have gave him a 15. Like even he was disappointed about that. Like we they played a hell of a schedule. They beat who they had in front of them. And they but still no respect for the MEAC or the SWAC. You know, always gonna be a play-in situation or 16 seed. And you all are trying to you all schedule, schedule hard as you can in the conference, and it's eight of you all there. And Kenny get got better this year. Morgan was better as well. Central's always there. You guys was better, so it's like the conference overall. All eight of you all are better than what you were in your previous years. You still get that man sixteen and sixteen lead. It's like respect to me. I can swag. Come on now. Yeah, I think the conference is making strides, and some of those strides are going to be because you've got consistency in the top of the conference and some of the teams that have been successful in their coaches, right? So Rob Jones has been there for over a decade now um, as a head coach and an assistant coach there at Norfolk State. We know what Lavelle has done at North Carolina Central, all right? So those two guys have been there with consistency, and then you've got a, a cast of brand-new coaches across the board, you know, that are doing a great job building their program. So it's a lot of fresh energy, a lot of fresh life, a lot of new hardworking, um, you know, staffs that are eager to uh, to build their programs up. And now the MEAC has started to take a step forward. And I think this portal is also providing an opportunity for uh, lower the low, low major schools to be able to get some talent in a different manner than it's used to being, being able to get and uh, to make some progress forward. So I think across the board, this was a year, Dell State didn't win a basketball game, but they're right there able to beat anybody, you know, any night, you know, and taking teams to distance, you know, they took Norfolk State to distance in the MEAC tournament. You know, they gave us a battle in, on senior night. They gave a lot of teams battles, went to overtime with North Carolina Central late in the year. So shout out to Stan Wardman and what he's doing. Shout out to Kenny Blakeney and what he's doing at Howard, building that program. And you see what Morgan State's doing over there. Uh, you see what Coppin doing and, and uh, you know, and, and just seeing what those guys are doing. Uh, South Carolina State, shout out to Tony Madlock, you know, coming in there and, and putting a team together at the last second and being a scrappy defensive team that that did some things moving forward. Everybody's grinding. The MEAC is here 
And we took a step forward and not being in the first four. But I do believe that, you know, as years move on, that we won't be 15 seeds anymore. And guys want to play you all no more. <laughs> like, I know they don't want to play you guys no more. They don't want to play Rob Jones. They don't want to play Lavelle. They don't want to play Kenny Blakeney. Because, you know, I'm already hearing the whispers like, we don't want to play the Domiak guys. <laughs> so, I'm already hearing the whispers about the schedules. I'm telling my guys, man, uh, play some of my Miak folks. I told it to Josh Pazner. He, 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 I said, play some of my Miak guys. I, we'll see. We'll see. And so I'm, I'm telling guys who I talk to, and I'm ready to give y'all opportunity because I mean, just play them. If they beat you, yeah, they yeah. beat you, but they don't want they don't take their, their chance though, because you all tough and scrappy. You all make yeah. their guys work. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, you know, I still think that you know it's the disrespect that our league gets still. You know, I mean, no one wants to lose to an HBCU because of the 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 what the the perception may try to be of us. You know what I mean? Like 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 supposedly we can't coach, supposedly we can't do certain things. So if you lose to us, it's a it's an embarrassing loss. When really there's some great coaches at this level that do some dynamic things and can make some things happen. And I think. You know, teams saw that, so now they're a little bit kind of hesitant on doing that because, like, it's a black cloud in their schedule. And really, it's like, no, you played against a really good basketball team, and they showed up to play. And we deserve the respect to be able to play against anybody on any given night. We deserve the respect to move up in the NCAA tournament rankings and get higher seeds and all those things. And, you know, the HBCUs and the black coaches not can, can coach. We can get some things done. And don't be afraid to play us. <laughs> no doubt. That's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. Don't, let's play them. Let's see what happens. You know, yeah, roll the ball yeah. out there and see what happens. Because you all can actually, you all can coach. That's what I'm so sad about it is because they, they all give you us the play-in game or the 16 season. And so I was like, okay, don't get beat. You're here. You're here. So, because when you win, fans, you get units, right? It helps the conferences, right? Now, of course, Texas Southern got a unit for the, for the swag. It's good, but Jaria Jones teams in the, shouldn't have been in the first, first four. Let's, let's be real about that. Let's be real about that, right? So yeah, yeah. it does help the conference if you win in the first four. But why have to be in that situation in the beginning with? You know, all every year? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Always yeah. every year? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, it blows yeah. my mind. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think, like I said, you know, Rob might not have been happy with his seed selection. And I, I respect that because he had an unbelievable year. Um, but they weren't in the first four. So that was a step forward for our league, you, you know, in terms of not getting in the first four and being in a, in a real first round game already. Now the next step, we just got to keep making next steps as a league. You know, when you see our, you know, we were, you know, blessed to be one of the teams in our league that, that did have success in the non-conference and, you know, and winning a, in, against teams like Fordham on the road, you know, um, having a nice showing against UConn and, uh, defeating Lehigh, a good Patriot League team that did well this year, and losing at the butt of the Atlanta St. Joe. So we did some things in our conference that opened some eyes. And then other teams in our conference did some things as well. So the caliber of play is on the rise. The caliber of coaching is on the rise. And what that should do is catapult us into different seating levels in every tournament, you know, not just the NCAA tournament, but also in the NIT uh, when those bids start happening for us in our league. No doubt. And and for you, Jason, how has it been trying to kind of get games next year? Because people know that you're not just the worst team in America anymore. And so how is it trying to schedule games? Yeah. No, one, no one should have to raise money for your university and your department because that's something about black colleges people. You have to, the basketball team, football team, the women's basketball team has to go out and play money games to help the departments of the presented schools people so it's more to it just why they play as teams because it's part of it they how they have to it's, but Jason I'll let you talk, talk, more, talk more about it brother yeah I think you got a couple of dynamics one I think as you know um as low resource you know, income institutions you know we've got to keep finding dynamic ways to be able to raise money outside of just 
you know, relying on the basketball team to go out and play guarantee games, you know, because as your program gets better, um, which you've seen, you know, um, with some of the upper level HBCUs in basketball, you know, you're not going to go out and just get six or $700,000 anymore because not everybody's going to want to play to be able to bring in that type of money. So, you know, for us, you know, there has been a change. You know, we played that game against UConn and the, the handshake line. They were very <laughs> adamant about we're not playing you next year. <laughs> you know, St. Joe's is not playing us next year. You know, so that's almost $200,000 that we've got to find somewhere else. Fordham, you know, dropped us and, and uh, uh, didn't doesn't want to play us next year. So you're looking at about $250,000 there that we've got to find, you know, from other programs. So um, we'll find games. We'll be able to figure it out as, as all we always do. Um, but the dynamic of playing those teams in those games changes as you get better. You know, schools benefit sometimes off of the team being bad and, and sometimes get very comfortable uh, with a bad basketball program and being able to bring in just all this guarantee money. But as as we build this basketball program, I've been very adamant about, you know, the guarantee money dynamics going to change as they have at the other upper level HBCUs. And we're going to have to get creative as an institution to find new dynamic ways to raise money outside of just playing the guarantee games. And that's part of the journey. And we're excited to be a part of that as we build our program. Hopefully we can start raising money in different ways from TV, exposure, playing in national tournaments and getting exposure for our school and helping to increase our enrollment. A la the Flutie effect back in the day when you take a program from worse <laughs> to first and, and seeing the dynamics of what that could do. We got to get to start selling some Hawk basketball shirts on online. You know what I mean? We got to just get this brand of one way out there. There's so many dynamic things that we can do. It starts on a defensive end for us. It continues with continue to build and bringing the right types of people that play the basketball game the right type of way, having the right type of staff, and I'm excited to be a part of it. You know, Jason, being being the Hawks kind of warms my heart because I'm a Hawks fan. <laughs> <laughs> so being the Eastern Hawks, the Hawks, hey, the Hawk love is the Hawks that we did to my heart because I'm a Hawk man as already is. So, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so, so yeah, so one way for real. So, Jason, I know you're busy, my brother. Hey, recruit your butt off, man. Get these yeah. new guys to the shore, man. Show them how it is, how you do it over there, my brother. You know I'm cheering for you. You know I got you back any way I can, my brother. And I'll be pushing you guys on Twitter. Every chance I get, my brother. Appreciate you, brother, man. Great being on it. Boss man, peace out in one way. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.